to heartbreaking magical losses, Chucky may have some competition. The combination of Morgan's two favorite things, Will Ferrell and A Christmas Carol. <laughs> She-Hulk smashes more than the fourth wall. And does evil in fact die tonight? <laughs> Award-worthy horror performances and robots in film. We get into all of it. <laughs> Welcome to the madness. Hey guys, and welcome to another episode of Monday Madness. Hello, Morgan. Hello, the machine. Yes. Yeah, I did it this time. I did. You did do it this time. Oh my God! What a what a what a, a rampant <laughs> show we have today. Yes, a lot. There's a lot happening. A lot to discuss. Full of all kinds of craziness because all kinds of craziness has happened, has come out, has needing to be talked about that didn't make yes. grammatical sense at all but <laughs> it's okay it's I, true. I understood yes <laughs> it's very 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 true but yes yeah, so i mean we're all okay we're, we are all a little bit sad because of uh, a couple of recent passings yeah but um we're, we're gonna have fun today we've got a i would say a busier show than usual and we usually have a pretty busy show in terms of what we want to talk about. But there's an awful lot, as you said, in your delightfully paced intro, Janine, I must say, that, that comes with my visual aids of reactions. <laughs> yes, you did very good. going on. Yeah. Um, we have a whole lot to talk about. I don't even know where to possibly begin. Sad passings away, new trailers... A couple of reviews, our horror awards, let's talk, our robot-focused game. Yeah. We're going to get into it all right about now. Should I ask the question to start us off? Do so, it. So, Janine. So. A lot, a lot is so, Morgan. A lot. Yes, yes. <laughs> what are we starting with? Should we start with the big stuff or should we start with the perhaps a little bit of a smaller discussion i don't let's, know let's let's build to the bigger things I think. build to the bigger <laughs> things okay yes. what should we start with then what do you want to talk about first let's well let's get the sadness out of the, the way sadness. Okay. yes yes so we did lose uh angela lansbury and robbie coltrane recently yes uh, two very magical figures in film um, very talented, very beloved, played some amazing characters that we've all kind of loved over the years. Uh, so yeah, it was really, really tough, tough losing them from from this world, from, you know, but, you know, they live on in, in all of the things we love. Of course they do. I mean, two incredibly significant people in, in, in my childhood. Robbie Coltrane, obviously, for, 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 for Hagrid reasons. Yes, but and Angela bond Lansbury reasons as well, and, and very... bond reasons yes. as well. Yes, um, Angela Lansbury. Although I'm not necessarily watching Golden Eyes as a seven year old, no. you know, <laughs> I am watching Harry Potter at that age. So yes. you know, yes. that, that, that mm -hmm. makes a little more yes. childhood sense. Um, 
Vrangela Lansbury, mainly for me as a child from Bed Knobs and Broomsticks. Yes, that's the first thing I ever saw her in. It is one of my very, very favorite movies ever, and will continue to be so. So but yeah, good. you say it right. Both just wonderfully magical people yes. on the screen. Because <laughs> I think Miss Price from Bedknobs and Broomsticks is one of movie history's great witches. Yes. Um, and Angela Lansbury was just unbelievable. I mean, in terms of longevity and range and just... Yes. Awards quality and stage screen, absolutely all of it. Angela Lansbury is one of the icons of 20th century show business, it has to be said. Yes. Because I of mean... just all she accomplished, it's 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 a ridiculous amount yeah. of work. Long runs in Sweeney Todd and and uh, so many great movies. And, um, you know, I kind of have gone back and delving into, we actually covered some of her older films on the channel, which I was just really excited to see because I had never, you know, when we covered Gaslight on the show, it was yeah. great kind of seeing her pop up because, you know, she's one of those. Role. Yes, I think for most people, she's one of those actresses who were introduced to them at a very specific time in her life. So people only really know her from Murder, She Wrote and Mrs. Yeah. Cox. Yeah. And, uh, you know, and that's kind of the, the biggest things for them. Um, so to kind of delve back into, you know, later in her earlier in her career uh, was really special to get to see her in Gaslight. And then we recently covered her on um, the picture of Dorian Gray as well. well that's, yeah, that I mean, that's, that's actually going to be yeah. this Friday's episode of the main show, which which was yeah. recorded before she passed. So we yeah. kind of had no I mean, she's a it's that I think the picture of Dorian Gray was her second ever movie. Yes, and she was gorgeous and she gets to sing and she was just so lovely in that and her performance is just so uh there's just a moment in there where she, you know, has to just act very kind of hurt and stunned in the way she just yeah. plays that so well and um she was amazing and i actually uh watched a new film of hers today which i hope we can eventually cover on the show uh, a life at stake and it's kind of a noir okay. film so it's great kind of seeing her in that vein after knowing her as kind of like this sweet older lady is kind of you know what most people kind of know her as so to kind of see her in her younger years playing kind of these uh noir kind of temptress roles is very kind of fun well, yeah, and even in, in something uh... like gaslight being this kind of sassy kind of you yeah. know very hard and rude kind of snobby snobbish character um you I mean, know. she's kind of like that she's kind she's kind of evil in is it state of the union Yes, um, or no, or Manchurian Candidate. Oh, yes, she's in Manchurian Candidate and as Manchurian well. Yeah, Candidate as well. Yeah, mm -hmm. which I think State we also covered. I think did we do a deja both of them? Yeah, and State both of the Manchurian Candidate and State of the Union have also been covered yeah. on the main show. Yeah. Um, but I do remember because State of the Union we watched not that long ago. Um, I do remember it just being horrible. In that movie, just yes. the, the 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 worst type of person corrupting Spencer Tracy. We we don't like that, but yes. we love the fact that it comes from Angela Lansbury trying to steal you know steal somebody's man. Like she's hardcore. You don't steal. Um, you don't steal Spencer from Catherine. No, and that's that's what Not that's, on that's what anyway. Angela Lansbury's uh, 
trying to do in that movie. Yeah, I think the sweetest character we've probably covered is her character in uh, The Picture of Dorian Gray and Bedknobs and Broomsticks. Bedknobs and Broomsticks, of course. I mean, she's just wholesome perfection. Yes. In I mean, technically, we've covered Beauty and the Beast as well, so we have true. run the gamut of, of of great uh, Angela Lansbury roles on the channel. So I'm glad. Certainly, there's plenty more we could have done. Yes, and, I and mean, probably will do. Beauty and the Beast, uh, you know, is kind of a legendary thing of her, you know, only doing that song in one take and getting it perfect, yeah. and that's that's what we heard in the film. Uh, you know, she was like, "Oh, do you need me to do it again?" No, it was perfect. It was Just the emo perfect. the emotion. Yeah. that comes from her in that song and look we could we could wax lyrical about angela lansbury for for half an hour but we, we, yeah. we have a frightening <laughs> amount to talk about today yes yes, yes. But, but angela yes. lansbury means a great deal to a great many people and certainly to us yes and just it was great the day of you know robbie coltrane's passing everyone kind of just you know sharing that moment that he talked about in the harry potter special where, you yeah. know, he was like, you know, the next generation will discover Harry Potter films like 50 years from now. I sadly won't be here, but Hagrid will be. And just, you know, seeing how much he loved that character and how much he, you know, he knew it meant to people, meant a lot to him because, you know, his kids were growing up as he was doing those films. And, um, you know, love that he is leaving that behind such a beloved character like that and, and and that he was happy to be remembered for something like that you know it's not like a harrison ford situation he'll be annoyed if he's only remembered for han solo you know yes no, <laughs> you know Robert Coltrane he loved his loved iconic Hagrid. character he did yes yeah and he was the absolute perfect hangry that any of us harry potter fans could have possibly wished for Yes, he was yes. everybody's introduction into that world, and you might forget now, twenty years after, just how massive early Harry Potter was. Yeah, <laughs> um, but it was enormous in terms of just taking over the public consciousness, in terms of taking over the masses, just media consuming i suppose it was just all encompassing that that you know the kind of early 2000s harry potter was just enormous and yeah. hagrid was the vast majority of people's first introduction robbie coltrane as hagrid was the vast majority of people's first introduction actually into the magical world the wizarding world because we're, we're just like harry at the start of that movie at the yeah. start of that book uh, the start of the story, and Hagrid is the first magical person we 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 meet. Well, he, he's the first magical person Harry really meets, yeah. isn't he? I suppose because yeah. he doesn't really remember his parents. And I'm not getting into tiny little details, you <laughs> no, know. Full well, just... I'm well aware of lore of Harry Potter. Yes, but when I mean he delivers him, you know, he's all he concerned and worried for him. It's so sweet, and he kind of, you know, gets kind of teary-eyed. And again, somebody uh, that's able yeah. to just be so emotional. Yes, uh, for being such a big hungry. person. Yeah. Yes, it's why in my head canon, I like to think that you named your big black furry giant dog Ruby because of Ruby is Hagrid. I don't. You think tell you me, did, you yeah, you tell me that you didn't, but I just like to think that it it, just... it might have been subconscious. <laughs> yeah. It might have been subconscious because she is the dog embodiment of Hagrid. Yes, and her name is Ruby, like Ruby. It's like the girl version of Ruby. It is kind of true. So yes, head canon. 
Yes. Big lovable furry dog. <laughs> my my parents actually also like to well, I say like to tell a story. They have a story about going to the theatre in London and Robbie Coltrane was sat in front of them. Oh really? In the theatre. Oh my gosh. And they bring this up like fairly frequently. <laughs> In terms of just like, a, oh yeah, we went to the theatre, Robbie Coltrane was there. I just think, from what I can gather, his presence was just massive. It was just enormous. And you can really? imagine that, because he was a yeah. big guy. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, apparently his presence was just enormous. Yeah. In that particular instance. But I like that, I like that they've kind of always had that. Um even though I believe he was quite loud during this particular play. Oh, goodness. <laughs> That's you, you half expect that as well. Yes, just a hearty, um, hearty laughter. Of a him. hearty guy. Yes. Yeah. But, yeah, but I mean, I like that. And, and just interesting, the, the Bond movies I referenced last show yeah. were the ones he, you know, were his films. And in one of the films, he uses his dying breath to save Bond. So, yeah. Even though he is using that silly <laughs> And of his little his little uh cane gun. Yes. <laughs> it's great. He's a bit yes. he's a bit silly in those great. movies, isn't he? But it yes. works. Great character actor. He will be missed. She will be missed. And and yeah, just, just absolutely tough, tough losses this past week. I mean, I always like to remember Robbie Coltrane as well from Blackadder. Um, oh, yeah. he's, not, he's not in a he's not in a lot of no, Blackadder. I think you've shown me some with him though. Yeah. But he's he plays the the um, Samuel Johnson, who, who is the basically inventor of the dictionary, he wrote the dictionary. <laughs> he plays him in the third series of, of Blackadder quite, you know, yeah. aggressively. And <laughs> well, as he loudly. did most things, I think, yeah. <laughs> and he plays the ghost of Christmas present in Blackadder's Christmas Carol. Ah, perfect. Which really does kind of work very well because he just gets <laughs> drunk with Rowan Atkinson and. Well, that's a pretty good segue we're getting to. Kind of is. Kind of is. So, Morgan, you love the Christmas Carol. Your favorite iteration is the Albert Finney version, right? Yes, the musical, 1970. It is. Yes. Um, And your least favorite thing, or person, rather. I mean, not maybe not so much now after we kind of have covered him a little bit. That he's still pretty not not up there. He's still <laughs> reasonably like... low, isn't he? <laughs> yes. Uh, would be Will Ferrell. Yeah. So, funnily enough, a film coming out with Will Ferrell in, in an iteration, uh, a meta-telling of a, a version of a Christmas Carol in the new film Spirited, which we just got a trailer for. Him and Ryan Reynolds, and the premise seems to look like People are aware of the Christmas Carol of Dickens, that story, and Ryan Reynolds is like seemingly just another like bad character that needs these ghosts to visit him in order for him to kind of, uh, you know, get some kind of a retribution. Yes, and, yeah, and yes, type thing. So, for yeah. me, <laughs> the, 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 the present day retelling of a Christmas Carol doesn't work. Because I think there's something that that there needs to be a... And I understand, obviously, that when A Christmas Carol 
Christmas Carol is obviously is a contemporary story because it's obviously written when it's set. Yeah. Right? It, it's it's not like a historical story, but we look no. back on it now and we view it as a Victorian thing and it's got Victorian tendencies. And I just think that should be where it is. I just think modern day, present day, two day retellings of A Christmas Carol that bring the same concept into today. They just, they lack <laughs> wholesomeness. They yeah, I mean, every time I... <laughs> innocence that I think Christmas Carol does actually have a very, it's very, very simple. And I think things like Scrooged. Yes, I was going to say, every time I bring up Scrooge, you kind of have this don't weird really kind of like energy Scrooge. about it. Yeah, It's got a weird energy to it. It's got a very cynical nature to it. And I don't, I don't like, I, I think A Christmas Carol should be very simple. I should, I, it doesn't need to be complex. The way you do A Christmas Carol differently is you throw the Muppets in there. Or you make it a musical. Or you make I, it a weird animation. Because they're all I, like different styles of doing the very same simple story. You cannot possibly try and do something too different with it. Because when it gets too different, it loses a lot of its meaning, I think. Um, I, so I, I always like the idea of old misers at Christmas. Or, you know, like evil people at Christmas getting learning their lesson it always it's a nice idea but you could do this and not make it directly a, a christmas thing. carol i just love scrooge because i mean in the parts where scrooge is supposed to be kind of terrified it, it terrifies me like i remember being really scared of some of those darker elements in that film um whereas kind of other iterations when it kind of is supposed to be a little bit darker and the ghosts get kind of more and more scary i'm not really that scared yeah so. and i i understand of course that scrooged is completely taken away from a christmas carol it, it, it is basically it's closer to this movie this spirited yes movie because it does have this meta thing because in the movie he's actually working on this crazy like you know extreme version of a christmas carol like he's yeah. actually making a tv version of it yeah so it's, it's not kind a, of meta thing. it's not a direct kind of adaptation necessarily no. which is, no. is is where i say it's fair enough it's, it's just not my favorite version of that story at so all. what um, did you what did did this trailer do anything for you or did it just irritate <laughs> i no, it didn't no no i i like i mean what i would say is that ryan reynolds should be focusing on on wrexham and his football team not making any more movies He's the owner of a football team now, and he should be focusing on focusing doing that. On he can't that. leave it all to McElhenney. You know, <laughs> got to be doing some of it. He's got to be doing half of it. Now that he's done this first season of this TV show, he can't just decide, oh, I've, I've done it now. <laughs> no, we're not having that. Everybody would just be violently against him, but that's obviously not what he's going to Well, how to are do they doing? Are they doing okay? <laughs> well, they're in the fifth tier, so it's... it's the the non they're not even a professional football club. That's that's why they, they they've done it for story reasons. But it works. It, it's worked. It's really everybody loves them kind of for yeah. it and, and okay. the entire kind of certainly that particular town 
loves them and that particular football club loves them and, and basically everybody sees it as a good thing. Okay. Because well, it's good. kind of boosting a lower league club, yeah. which is is that's good. Kind of, it, it's something we all enjoy generally. Yes. But he should okay. be focusing on that rather than making <laughs> silly Christmas Carol movies. Um, but no, I, I, I like that he's actually doing this because okay. it, he seems like someone who who wouldn't like you think about Scrooge and you think about a comedic actor in Bill Murray doing that. Bill Murray's a very different comedic actor to Ryan Reynolds is. Bill yeah. Murray is a cynical kind of improv, sarcastic, sarcastic kind of harsh comedy kind of guy. Yeah. And it works. Ryan Reynolds is a stupid wholesome kind of put a smile on your face comedy guy yeah um so it's 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 interesting that he's kind of stepping into that role i hope it i hope it goes well for him i hope it kind of um allows him to show a bit of a different side and I will say Will Ferrell was a pretty, you know, pulled back. He wasn't as kind of... He did seem quite pulled you know, back, yes. Crazy as he normally is and, and loud and And we <laughs> like that. We, we, yes. we, we, we like a pulled back Will Ferrell. We, yes, we, which, we don't he, which I tried to give you when we covered him. You did? Oh, no, you on, did. On hasn't seen. You definitely did. So, look, I'm, I'm semi-interested in this movie. Okay. Um, I think if, if I hear interesting things I'll, I'll i'll probably check it out but it's certainly not gonna be one i'm dyingly excited okay. for fair you know? that's fair okay um i was i was really thinking you were gonna like hate this no <laughs> no, no because you can't hate i i will take we'll hate the all... idea of it i mean no because i will take all the kind all the christmas carol ish things i can get because I just love that story. I I, I, I don't like that it, it <laughs> loses things when people try and retell it and readapt it. I think... But this is doing something different, I think. It is. So I think, yeah. But like I say, I think readaptations of it should be in style, not in story. I think the story should always remember, or should always remain exactly the same. Kind of okay, that's fair. Exactly that the fair. same. Okay. But you just do different things with it. like. Yeah. George C. Scott's Scrooge is different to Michael Caine's Scrooge. I know yeah. Michael Caine's playing off Muppets for the majority of the time, but his Scrooge is also different to, to Albert Finney's Scrooge, to Alistair Sims' Scrooge. They're all distinct. Yeah. Uh, they're all doing slightly different things with it, but they're telling the exact same story. I just think it's too... It, it, it's too easy of a story to try and do something else with because it's not reinterpretable it's impossibly simple yeah as a store as a concept as a story old man learns his lesson and becomes good on christmas literally it <laughs> nothing more to it than that there isn't okay. there's nothing more to it yeah it's a very simple story um so yeah i mean considering this is kind of taking a meta take and being fully aware that that you know this story exists in this world um i'm really curious to see it i'm really curious to see you know if will ferrell kind of uh maintains a a chillness 
yeah. you know, as opposed to just being kind of ridiculous. So I, I, I do kind of prefer that version of Will Ferrell. Um, so yeah, I I, I'm, I'm, I'm curious about it. That's really yeah. Cur- cur- curiosity is yes. a, is a good word. But we did get another trailer that I'm actually kind of I I I, I had a lot of fun with this trailer, so I'm kind of in, interested to see this movie. Um, I am also kind of half into it. Yes. I'm more into this than I think I am spirited. I'll be honest yes, with you. Yes, yes. Um, so this is actually playing into our game later. But uh, yeah, we got a trailer for Megan. Or oh, Megan, as people with yes. real accents pronounce it. Megan, yes, a, a killer Megan. robot. Megan, <laughs> a killer robot movie, uh, which I saw somebody describe the look of this character like what an actual child would look like between Wanda and Vision. It, oh, it's exactly that, <laughs> yes. isn't it? Yes, I can't remember. I saw it on TikTok or something. That's Somebody perfect. That is a, that. This is exactly the chat. <laughs> Not that that could actually happen because I don't think I don't yeah, think no. all Vision can. Yeah. Or well, he certainly can't. Well, wherever he is now, White yeah, Vision white and all vision. this business. Yeah. But yeah, whoever he is now, where, and whether he even knows who Wonder is now, able to have children, real children, <laughs> not would, fake be, children like they had. It would be Megan. It yes. would be Megan. It would be yes. Megan, this strange robot-looking girl that that does look, admittedly, rather unsettling. That's the yes. point of it. Yes, it's like Uncanny Valley, which I think that it was a purposeful kind of design. Of course it is. Of course it is. Because um, yes, so... if they were trying to pass this off as a real person, it would be silly. But they're not. Yes. This is a, a an android. This is a, a, an invention, a robot that has been created as a toy. Yes, as, a, as, a, as, as, a, a, as a companion. As a companion. You know. Yes. So, yes, this little girl, her parents die. She ends up living with her aunt. The aunt is kind of trying to navigate how to take care of this little girl. Well, we don't she... trust the aunt, Janine, because she's Rose from <laughs> Get Out. She is. Um, so she is like this tech person working on this, you know, cybernetics type project. She is the creator of Megan. So she introduces her niece to Megan and they become good friends. It helps her kind of with her whole grieving process with her parents situation. And she kind of becomes part of the family. And I think in the trailer, somebody kind of gives a warning about, um, you know, how much, uh, Megan can develop, you know, a connection to somebody to yeah. you know, a very kind of uh, extreme degree and a warning is kind of given and she's just like, oh no, you know, she's, she's really become part of our family and she's helping her, she's helping my niece. And then we kind of get the moments of things kind of, you know, she tries to shut off Megan and Megan is like, I thought we were having a conversation. <laughs> like, ah. it's, it's kind of a mix of a lot of, a lot of good movie robots or, you know, kind of movie androids yeah. in the past. You think of things like um, even even Hal in 2001 who refuses to shut off and becomes more sentient and, and yeah. kind of takes over that situation. Yeah. Um, through kind of, we don't really know why, it just kind of happens and it's a bit scary. Yeah. Um, I'm sure we'll probably learn why. Megan, you know, kind of um, takes over her own self and and can't be shut off and and 
things like yeah, that. Yeah, and how There'll be plays. something that's happened. Whether yeah. it will be a child's play situation where there's some sort of curse put on you by an angel, <laughs> by, by an old killer who's yes. dying. Or, you know, it's just I think it's more a protective thing of, of her person. So um, it's seemingly like she's doing all of this to kind of protect the little girl because she's kind she's of made this, made this very kind of deep, weird bond with her. Um, very, so, very, yeah. I like how it's playing on the fear and the terror of overprotectiveness. Yes. Because it's, it's it's very much like, oh, no, no, I'm here to help you. I just want to protect you. And it's like, no, get away from me. Yes, give me the you, space. You can't understand giving, kind of, yeah. I can't give you space. I, I need You need to protect you. And then it all shouts Kind of falls apart. Yes. But um, if you want to have some fun, I, I recommend you follow both the Chucky account on Twitter and the Megan account because they were having a little bit of a fun little back and forth on it Twitter recently. Similar, I mean, it is quite <laughs> yes. similar in the concept of a, a child's new toy slash companion comes kind of weirdly alive. Yes. It's whether, you know, I, I, I don't think Megan is going to be as gorily evil as chucky i think chucky is just naturally kind of just like cutting people up yeah um i think megan is is going to just kind of take get... take, take protecting this girl to a very yes and extreme degree <laughs> exactly get rid of people that she views as a threat to this girl yes and i think that's going to be how this plays out i like it as an idea i like the look of megan like megan yeah the trailer um, was pretty intense. The build it's just it, yeah. whether it's going to get into silly territory yeah. of, in terms of the way the movie's made and in terms of kind of the, the tonal stuff you're getting. Because there's one scene in this trailer that kind of just made me go, ooh, I hope it's not that. And yeah. it's where Megan <laughs> is running on all fours oh, yeah, like some sort of, of feral animal. <laughs> Yeah. Through the woods. And it's just like, oh, <laughs> don't make it that slow your movie yeah. down. We don't need it's a little weird. Intense. I said this. What did I say this on? Slow your movie down. Smile. Smile. Slow yeah. your movie down. P be patient. Don't yeah. jump scare every damn three seconds. Yeah. Patience. This is what we got on burnt offerings last week on the main show. Yeah patience if megan is a patient movie and just creeps you out quietly allows megan to okay get rid of people who's you know who who she views as a threat to her new friend yeah yeah okay but we don't need half silly shaky cam chase sequences through the woods, through the woods which I yeah fear she's crawling on all fours yeah so hopefully they'll kind of rein it in and, and keep the kind of tension that was was seemed to be building in that trailer aside from that yeah part. but yeah is it, I'm is really it, like, is it james wan produce i think so in blumhouse yeah so i mean Blum, blumhouse can do anything blumhouse isn't the guarantee of a great horror movie blumhouse no. is just the guarantee of a well uh of a well kind of thought out business model that's what yes. blumhouse is yeah. uh you can't you can't fault jason but i think Blum they have more making profits on his horror no, movies but they do make more good horror than bad I'd say. they do they do yeah. um but it, it doesn't fill me with as much 
confidence than just J- James Wan's name is more than just uh, his name kind of brings more confidence than than Blumhouse. It does, but then again, <laughs> he did it. make the Annabelle movie. Oh, he produced it. Yes. Um, I but do believe, yeah. Conjuring, the Conjuring's a, a good movies generally, so... Yeah, so it's kind of the same. Everybody who was uh, who did that malignant movie as well, and that one got okay. very kind of silly, but people people loved it. So well, I don't mind good. I don't mind like fun silliness. Yes, fun and that's what I that's what great. I got from this trailer. So I mean, there is some like weird scenes of Megan dancing, dancing. quite <laughs> like strangely, TikTok dancing almost. So yeah, I don't know. I don't mind that. I don't mind if it turns kind of campy. If it turns campy, I'm into it. Because Malignant was pretty campy. If it turns just mid-2000s horror movie, shaky cam Final Destination 4 situation, you know what I mean? Like that kind of just what's happening. We don't need that. Yes. Which I thought we were just past... In in or, yeah, in horror we've been, movies, we've I really been doing did. pretty good. We've been doing pretty good so far. So yeah, a lot of fun with with Megan. I'm excited to see that one and and see. What I am excited, goes. but yeah. um, yes. Yeah, so some solid trailers we got. Um, but yes, we also got the finale of She Hulk. The finale of She Hulk. Yes. Oh yes. my god. <laughs> Let's get into this because I think we're yes. going to probably clip this up and uh, release it as a separate uh, video. Yeah, it's a She-Hulk finale review because we we we've liked to do that. But yes, the finale of She-Hulk, the let's make everybody cry over how actually clever we are and how actually um how how much of a statement on you and your insecure ways we are actually making. Yes, I mean this is just funny to me. This is just yes. Quite I mean, every hilarious. episode was trolling the haters, and the haters kept watching it and kept getting more and more mad, not realizing that the show is just really trying to screw with you. The show's um, villain is people who don't like the show. <laughs> yes, essentially. Um, and, and it's just crazy to me that people can't understand a show that is not trying to have big stakes. It's not trying to do that. It's trying to be different. There have been so many complaints from these same ass people who were like, uh, you know, all the model of the MCU is all the same. It's like, you know, building to some big yeah, thing. Right. And yeah, I'm tired of that. I want something different. This show's giving you something different. Lower stakes, simple, character-driven story, you know, law comedy show. That is what this is. So And they get we- mad. When yes. it doesn't finish yes. like that. When it doesn't have a big bombastic boom boom kind of finish. It's just very kind of the stakes of the character, which Jen says. She's like, my show is low stakes. I just want to see see it through what happens with me and my character. And that's kind of it. Yeah, because we obviously get the, the, the setup of a big fight, don't we? Which admittedly, I think after last week's episode, we kind of all thought, would probably happen there would be some you know intelligentsia infiltration and there would be a bit of punchy punchy explosiony explosiony fighty fighty because this is just what we we are to expect but i'm so damn thankful it does something totally different and, totally and funny really 
really really quite creative really quite fun something we haven't seen i mean i every all. everyone i've seen has really thought their disney plus just like froze up on <laughs> i mean why wouldn't you it was why so wouldn't seamless you? it was so seamless and i Unfortunately, mean i think it falls into that trap of that won't play in 20 years yeah that will not play in 20 years it's the same but it but it it, it it won't because i think things that break the fourth wall and point to the current world the current kind of attitude of but i think this attitude what have you and all change. that business it might not change it might not change but i think things that do that because i remember when deadpool came out i don't think deadpool plays anymore i don't mean the character i mean the movie because i think the movie is very 2016 in its attitudes on fourth wall breaking and i mean that in terms of the jokes it's making they don't land the general idea of it still lands. The general idea of it's still great. But the individual jokes are very, very topical. And when you do that, you run the then risk you, of not yeah, playing in the future. You kind of, yeah, you really set yourself into your timeline of, you know, which your is, release time. <laughs> which yeah. is what She-Hulk has now done. It did it successfully. It was very, very enjoyable. It was great for now. Will it be great in 10 years as a concept? Yes. As a joke, possibly not, unless you look back at it with that historical mindset. Of what things will were like to. at that time. Um, but yeah, I mean, even the things she was saying about the MCU, I saw something that said, like, the writers actually were asked to pull it back because they were very, they were much more good. critical of the MCU, and it was like a little too much. So, like, <laughs> well, good because I'm, I'm, I am at least, I'm at least thankful that it's able to see its own flaws and not view itself as as perfect, even though it could come across the cynic in me. I suppose this is where this comes out maybe thinks that they're doing it just as a way of saying, oh, no, no, we hear you guys. We hear you. We hear all your complaints. We're going to still do it our way. We're not going to listen to you because we don't like you and we just want your money. But we <laughs> but hear gonna, you. We're, we hear everything you're saying. Like, I love when she was like, when are the X-Men coming out? Then she looks at the camera and like, gives a thumbs up. Like, yes, yes, yeah. for you guys. <laughs> exactly. It's you like, know. so the cynic in me wants to view that as just like, uncomfortable and oh look at this oh they're being so clever and and self-aware about themselves even though they're not going to change to what the people want yeah, at they're all probably not going to give us exactly what we want but they're fully aware of what we're asking i for. prefer to view it in a i think it's a compromise at least i prefer i do i prefer to view it in a in a more okay they're actually might maybe listening to people yeah. they're actually maybe taking some things on board i like the jokes that they're making in relation to the context we are in now with the mcu i love the ripping up the television screen and moving from one disney plus thing to another disney plus yes. thing i love yeah. that i love that i just 
it, it is it's very 2022 and she's just it's walking not through... going to be 2035 yeah. and the fact she's walking through the studio like in burbank and yeah. like, you know and going yeah. in and it's and very whole... very cool kevin being this not kevin feige but like being this yeah which again yeah. i mean I, I i prefer to view as that's quite funny i like that yeah. he's kind of accepted that he's you know his writers are making a joke about him being just some sort of android figure who's <laughs> yes who's just kind of brain all, in the middle all powerful control yeah. of everything yeah i'm not really a human and all this business that's yeah. quite funny you also wonder if that's actually how he views himself <laughs> So, well, I mean, I think that was a, his idea. I want to say I saw something that said like that was actually his idea. But like as as a higher as higher than the product because you're not higher than the product. Nobody's higher than it's like it's, it's like you know if you're on a sports team, one player is not bigger than the team. Yeah, Kevin Feige should not view himself as bigger than. And I don't think he does. Marvel. That's and I'd like to think he doesn't to make that joke. Yeah. Well, that's what I mean. I'd like to think he doesn't. And I'd, this is the same situation of what I said just before. Is it just them fake joking with you that? Oh yeah, we hear you. We know what you think of us. We're not going to change because we're evil. And this is the <laughs> corporation. -y. I'm I'm battling <laughs> with my with myself. Yeah. In my mind. So I prefer what you to... kind of believe them to be, and and yeah, exactly. But, but then they're kind of doing things that make you think that they want to please the fans. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. You kind of know who they are. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yes, exactly. I think we all have that battle with Disney and Marvel and 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 all the properties that are under their umbrella. Well, particularly uh... <laughs> Disney, really. But I I prefer to think of it a little more behind i think there's good people in that division that are trying to do yeah things for the fans so i want um, to i want to view it with a little more humanity yes so i mean i just loved all season long that this show was trolling the haters and the haters yeah, really kept, kept feeding into it and watching it like literally calling you out every single week and then you're on twitter screaming into your little microphone about how this show is trash and how you hate it and all of the things basically just because i know. have a little microphone doesn't mean i have been screaming jenny why are you being so cruel to me <laughs> no just no, because i've got you. a little microphone no. right there if you were on tiktok like i am you would see these I'll people say. with their they take that little microphone and they're screaming oh, it's into the people it. with the headphone microphone yes. it's this. and they hold it up and they're shouting the show sucks this show oh trash. i see and and they, you're still watching every week though i see <laughs> yeah i mean you are exactly the kind of person this show is making fun of and making the complete <clears throat> villain of the show and that is really funny to me yeah like the show itself is really really clever is really really funny um I think Tatiana Maslany has been just such a welcome bit of refreshment yes. from the MCU. Same with what, uh, you know, Iman Vellani or Iman Vellani was with Miss Marvel. Such a welcome bit of refresher. Bit of yeah, it's something completely different that we haven't seen before. Very low stakes, just yeah. a kind of. And, and I think this shows were the best place to do that. You get a little bit of this character, so that way when you bring them into the bigger world, we already kind of have settled with them. We got to know them. We get to fall in love with them, 
and, and we're ready to see them do more. And I think that's what She-Hulk did. That's what Miss Marvel did. It's just and, charisma. Yes, it's charisma. And, and I don't. I didn't need it to do anything more than what it did. No. I had fun. I had fun with every episode. Some episodes I think were stronger than others, but I had fun with every. I went into it knowing what this show wanted to be, what this show advertised itself to be. You know, every episode is telling us it's going to be this legal comedy. That's it. That's what it's trying to be, a legal comedy. So when you have these random little side plots of her doing cases and things like that, people thought that was boring filler. That's what the show is. Yeah. The, the, it's the, like a, the, the like a Scooby-Doo where it's a different thing every time, you know, and you just have fun with it. Yeah. You the know? side plot is actually the fights that she has sometimes with people. That's yes, the actual The through line story is essentially the, the side plot. <laughs> yeah. It's... It was a great show. It I was a great it. show. It's completely different than anything we've seen. It was a lot of fun. And, uh, you know, people can, you know, have their opinions about it. I had a great time with this show. And this finale was so fun and kind of blew my mind in, in just the creative choices it made and, and the surprises it had in it. And kind of really just uh, kind of saying F you to a lot of people's <laughs> expectations. Yeah. And you know what? I, I as loved. Well, it really couldn't have worked but it really really did it did it did it stuck it so well yes um which you have to commend everybody for making it all make sense making it all kind of come together making it just be able to work in the yeah. context of that particular show it could have felt like it came out of absolutely nowhere but it kind of didn't because you have the snippets of the fourth wall break you're aware that you know she's looking at you watching it and going wait is this what's happening now yeah like, this shouldn't be happening do you guys now. really want this to happen um yeah i'm like asking us is this what you want no no this is not happening and i mean we get some actually kind of big kind of reveals we have wong taking the abomination out of prison right have, i mean where's that we gonna, have bruce bringing his son scar um i wonder <laughs> if that character actually d really exists though or if that's going to be some sort of weird she hulk rewriter well, no mean, we didn't like that we're going to get rid of it well i mean comics that's a whole kind of actual hulk storyline okay but um i they're gonna have to latch him onto somebody else's story because they are not allowed to make Hulk solo films. So I'm wondering, still not allowed to do Universal. That. So if they can work it out with Universal, Universal owns like the sole rights to Hulk. I think so. Like they, if they they can use Hulk, but he has to be a part of somebody else's story. It can't be a solo Hulk film. So I, I just can't they believe kind that of, still exists. Yes. So unless they work out a Sony type deal with Universal, yeah. I, they're not going to be able to do a holy Hulk story. He's going to have to be tacked onto somebody else's story. But can he be tacked onto Jen's story? Sure. I mean, he could. So if that's kind of how they're going to do it and to make him have his story. But I mean, I think that seems like something that would be wholly his focus. It so. kind of does, yeah. Yes. So, you know, they got to talk to Universal and, and, you know, because they worked it out with Sony. Like, I think Sony, like, you know, makes all the kind of money from those spider-man movies essentially the distribution type stuff yeah um so uh yeah if they can work it out because that's kind of a big hole 
the situation. So that's that's an interesting thing that they kind of just threw in there. But I still don't even feel like that's a bad thing that they kind of just peppered that in because I was loving just kind of the stuff with Jen. I loved the intro to the show being the intro to the old <laughs> Incredible Hulk yes, series. That was that really was fun. Great. That was hilarious. Um, that was. I, I, I that. mean, Mark Ruffalo kind of suits that that era <laughs> denim 70s yeah shirt, doesn't he and the high pants yes i thought he looked quite good in that actually <laughs> he did he looked really good um, um <laughs> weird yeah but yeah yes. i did like that I did such like a fun that. episode i really just really had a lot of fun with this series so you know haters gonna hate but i personally had fun with it so as did i as yes. did i good yeah. she hulk applause applause <laughs> all around for She-Hulk. What's the next uh, What's the next MCU show we're getting? Well, I mean, this leads straight into Black Panther, so that's the next oh, yeah, MCU Black Panther, yeah. thing. Um, which I loved when, you know, they said, oh, you're going to have to go back to Jen off-screen because the yes. special effects artists have moved on to another project and then you hear the Black Panther drums. <laughs> I don't want to... I don't want to say the exact same thing I've said twice already in our discussion about She-Hulk, about being cynical and being wholesome, fighting in my own brain. But that was another point where the the, the joke about the effects team, like, come on. Yeah. Like, we know you overwork your effects team. Are you really joking about it? Are you yeah. really joking about it? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I'm all over the place with it. Anyway, yeah. yes, um, good show. No, but I don't know what's the next show. Um, is it the Echo show? Is it the Secret Invasion show? Ooh, I don't know. It's coming next year. It's not this year, is it? No, no. anymore this year. Yes, but I, I think it might be maybe Echo or Secret Invasion. Yeah, coming up. So basically, I think the only other thing we've got MCU this year is Wakanda Forever. Because I don't think there's anything in December, is there? That I can think of, no. Okay. Okay. So, well, yes. yes. Maybe we'll yeah. maybe we'll have a Christmas off Marvel for once. I know. <laughs> God. Yes, perhaps. I kind of um, need it. But the final thing. Oh, here we go. <laughs> we're giving this. What's yes. up? We're giving She Hulk. Credit for for doing something different. We're saying haters gonna hate She Hulk. We don't. What do we think about this? Because yes, Janine, Halloween, Halloween ends. Halloween ends came out this past weekend. We watched it. We did. We we will be giving our spoiler review. I think I think there has to be spoilers. I don't think you can talk about this movie without it. Yeah, spoiler review of Halloween Ends. Coming up right movie. now. Yes, and uh, yeah, I, I'm i somebody who really, really loved 2018. It was like The Force Awakens for me, <laughs> you know? I, you know That's a uh, strange statement. I, just, but okay. I mean, in terms of, you know, I thought it was a kind of really solid later legacy continuation it was, of the I agree. story. Yes, and so I thought this really kind of led very well off of 78. Um, so I enjoyed 2018 thoroughly. Halloween Kills, 
while it was fun, I, I had a lot of fun with it in terms of just Michael Myers being this brutal killing thing and the kills were fun and cool and Michael Myers was great in it. They did a lot of things wrong that just kind of veered away from what they did in 2018. Just very idiotic characters, wasting characters, um, just some really dumb character choices <laughs> that just did not fit with, you know, the, the the really solid thing they set up in 2018. So in going to this one, I was very kind of like, what's going to happen? And they, this definitely did not fit into what they set up in these first two films. And I, I would maybe attribute a little bit of that to having to kind of just figure out a new plan in terms of, because I think they wanted to film kills and ends all together but because of the pandemic they had to kind of halt production and then just figure out a new story that took place years later to get to 2022 um so is that actually what happened so like the 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 story itself of halloween ends had to be changed because yeah, so, of the filming schedule yes so what I, things that i have seen I, I think they were supposed to be filmed together so it was this all three films were going to be the same halloween night the same 2018 night oh i see yes but because they had to do this time jump to get to to today's time um oh, because they had to yes. halt in 2020 okay. it kind of messed things up with their plan i'll be honest with you i kind of i just momentarily forgot that halloween kills is actually set at the exact same time yes. that halloween 2018 yes which is insane to me because we go into this film literally just one year after all of that happened that michael myers killed all these people that it was all these crazy mobs and he killed he comes back everyone. after 40 years he killed basically half the town and he then one an year, lot of people. yes, on Halloween night, it was brutal, terrible, awful. He's now just on the run, missing, like no one has seen him for a whole year. But we're still just celebrating Halloween. We're going to parties. Kids are just running around trick or treating. Everyone is la di da di da di da. So that just felt very weird that it's just only a year later, and it's not even that he's locked away in asylum. He is just out. He has just yeah. gotten away. No one knows where he is. But because you haven't seen him in a little bit of time. Because this is where <laughs> this is where this movie opens, isn't it? it? It opens with that cold open on Halloween 2019. Yes. So now, but know, the rest of the movie is obviously a, a couple of years or a few years. So about four years that, later. Yes. As so, in yeah. the present day now. Um, so it, it just seemed very weird that like after the events the insa insanity of of uh 2018 and kills that everyone would just be celebrating halloween all willy-nilly knowing that he's out there somewhere it is and it is very very strange <laughs> and look i as far as these halloween movies go i i liked halloween 2018 I actually did kind of like Halloween Kills. I feel like I saw it when my brain was totally switched off and just kind of rolled with it. Yes. Because no, it was like... completely just sent. It was senseless. <laughs> it made nothing anybody did made any damn any sense. sense. Kills. <laughs> no, but it didn't. I was into it. And I think I was into it because. It gave me what I like about the Halloween movies. It was it was a slasher movie. It was tense. 
it was brutal in its kills. Brutal, yes. Michael I loved, himself. I loved this version of Michael, just ruthless and brutal, and gave zero Fs. Like he just was Michael everybody. himself was yeah. great in Halloween Kills. All the cat, all the all the legacy. Everyone cats, else. <laughs> this is a legacy sequel. This is what you expect from a legacy sequel. You expect random legacy cast members to come in. Even the I forget the guy's name, but the 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 sheriff who's absurdly old in Halloween Kills. Yeah, from the first sheriff movie. Brackett. Pers- yes, Lee Brackett. Thank you for reminding me of his name. He oh my like god, 70, how old does he look? He was like seventy-two or seventy-something. He, he looks back. about ninety-two. Yes. <laughs> he doesn't look seventy-two in that movie. No, he looks he like he's something? in his nineties. He looks yeah. so old. Yeah, but he's like seventy-six or something. Yeah. Because this is this is great. <laughs> this is what legacy sequels have done. They've 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 done this. This is why I think Halloween Kills was a great follow-up from twenty eighteen because twenty eighteen reintroduced Laurie and, and Michael and, and and you know all all this business gave you some new characters. And it well, it was essentially. I suppose Halloween twenty eighteen was essentially the same idea as Halloween seventy eight. Seventy eight, and then this um, one was Halloween. Some people too. that know who it is, and and yes. yet Halloween Kills was a, an equivalent to Halloween two. More Where people Laurie's know just it. In the, in the hospital, just or he's in the hospital. Yeah. You get. But you get the mob situation. I really like the mob situation. I think yes, okay, it beat you over the head a bit with its messaging and its um <laughs> evil dies kind tonight. Of its ideas. And... Evil dies tonight, which is my sign today, by the <laughs> yes. way. Evil dies and... tonight, which I, I just and just look, an but idea. then the kind of but then it's like they try to put some kind of moral lesson in there about we're the real monsters because look we we push this. Well, they do, yes. But then they still are all, all all with the mob mentality. So like it didn't really well, no, do I anything. Think, no, I I I think that's almost what I like about it. I think that's what I like about it because it, it shows the weird mindset of people. Because I feel like. You know, I'm in two minds about no, things I... a hell of a lot of the time. And I think that's what most of the characters in but Halloween I... Kills were like. They were, yes, evil dies tonight, let's kill him. We don't like him because he's killed people, let's kill him. It's just like, it's it's completely hypocritical. Yes, and I think it makes sense for this town, what they've been through to kind of be driven to this kind of mentality. But yeah, it's just like, they but they try to throw some lesson in there, but they didn't really learn the, the lesson. They just continued to do what they were doing. So that all just felt, yes, like I think what makes this movie fun for me is Michael Myers. And, you know, I can laugh at the very stupid decisions people are making and just kind of write it off as that. But because... I really thought this trilogy was going to continue on the way 2018 was in really kind of crafting some really smart storytelling. And then it just kind of was just this free for all kind of thing. It was a bit jarring, you know, uh, so I, now I going into no, this I one, that. I didn't know what to expect. So I think we're, we need to actually get more into. Of course we do, this, but we need. Movie. I think yeah. we needed to give that context <laughs> to, to lay we that need, groundwork of we how needed. we feel about the other two films before we kind of jump into it. One hundred percent, we needed to give that context because I actually think Halloween Kills is a great ending, and I mean an ending. I mean that should have been like okay the guy doesn't die in Halloween Kills. I mean, how Michael doesn't just die in Halloween Kills. No, this they is, shoot this him. This is the absolute embodiment yes. of 
Michael Myers, the supernatural force, the not a man, the the something bigger than the that kind of image, because he just keeps getting back up the dude, you know, yeah. he, he keeps putting people down. He keeps getting burnt. He keeps getting shot. He keeps getting stabbed and he keeps getting back up in Halloween yeah. kills. But I think with the culmination of Halloween kills, I think that's a good ending. So in terms of people die, Michael's still left out there. And Michael should still be left out there. I don't think Michael should. We'll get into it because we get into it in this movie. <laughs> yes. I just think it's now, just kind of weird as how how terrible this night went that everyone is just kind of back to normal a one year later. Of course it is. And this is where it, we it just start off. But this beginning was ends. very much very shocking and very kind of like, oh, my gosh. OK, I'm in. I'm really kind of curious to see where this is going. So yeah, we have our Corey character uh, a year later babysitting on Halloween night. Parents go to this party. He's hanging out with the kid. Of course, a nice little nod to the original film and a nod to John Carpenter. Yes. They're watching John Carpenter's The Thing. The kids like were actually that. watching The Thing from Another World in the in 78. So like all that. of the things, things. Um, <laughs> and uh, the kid's kind of being a brat. Uh, Corey kind of goes to the kitchen, comes back, little boy's gone, knife's gone. So now you're kind of like, okay, well, we know Michael's out there. Oh my gosh, what is going on? Has he decided to come back? So you really don't know. So they really play this, and there's no music at all. There's no score. It's just very silent. Yeah. Um, yes. So I kind of really enjoyed, so I kind of, let my brain like okay whatever people are celebrating Halloween a year after all this craziness <laughs> like I, I don't okay I can I can put that aside because now I'm kind of intrigued what's what is what's going on here so I like that this is what this is what you've been told to do from Halloween Kills you've been told to just basically just go I don't think too much about it just roll with it <laughs> this roll, just is, roll yes. with it right and I found myself thinking too hard about it like oh, this is so stupid well, no after my issue you, is all of you people were riled up so insane that a man died that all this stuff happened chaos chaos in the town because oh my gosh so dangerous he's it's on the streets oh my gosh now he's just running free and everyone's just like Halloween yeah <laughs> Problem is, I don't, I don't, I don't even mind that because it at least follows up from the "don't think too much about it." Yeah, whether you're well, thinking too much me, about it or not is completely. But once we got into this opening, point. I, I was, I was able to kind of drop that that mindset okay, and get okay. into it because I was like, okay, this is really quiet. This is really tense. Oh my gosh, there was a knife on that cutting board. Now it's gone. Where is this kid? We hear sounds upstairs in this crazy high. Oh yeah, I don't know what's going on with this staircase. Yeah, insane staircase. Like, who wants to walk up that and get an elevator for your fancy house? Because I'm not (laughs) walking up them stairs. Um, So yeah, very great building of tension in that whole beginning scene made me just forget all the kind of like, you know, eye rolling nonsense that I was feeling at the start. Um, Only for the kid to kind of lock him in the attic and and is messing with him. And uh, just, just crazy, crazy what happens. It, I um, mean, it, it is. I don't know. 
I don't know how detailed we want to get because, oh my God, we could be here for an hour and a half. I know. Halloween, kills, uh, Halloween <laughs> ends and we really, really cannot be. <laughs> no, we cannot. But, but just um, that opening was was very intense. I think, yeah, I think it was a, it was a, it was a really good cold open. Yeah. Um. We 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 get blasted into the credits, into the opening credits, which are the season of the witch. Text, font, yeah, font, rather yeah, than the same font we've been. I mean, why it's the season of the witch font and not the same font we've been using? I mean, it, because is it because it's the third Halloween move, new Halloween movie? Is that maybe, why? maybe? Um, I mean, I, I was watching uh 3C films, he was kind of breaking down his review and he talked about how he felt like they were kind of calling. Uh, a nod to season of the witch in terms of this kind of being its own thing doing something very separate from what we've seen before in any of these films but then you're adding michael myers because a lot of the whole thing with three was like people wanted michael myers and he wasn't in it it was this whole weird different thing very true. so now it's kind of a combination of what three was doing its whole separate thing but now you're actually bringing in the icon of this series it into is, it it is very true and that is a very very fair point because when th this Halloween ends is a totally different movie. Yeah. To 2018 and Kills. Totally different. Tonally, yes. story-wise, completely different. This is where it gets weird for me because we've been told to not think in Halloween Kills and just kind of roll with it. It's fun. It's good. Yeah, and you know, enjoy this kind of craziness that's happening, and then you give us a thoughtful movie. Yeah, like a movie that actually tones. wants us. To... The tones of all three of these films don't feel like connected no. in any way. <laughs> a movie that wants us to 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 think about Haddonfield as a town, uh, the the poisonous nature of evil, the 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 boogeyman. As a as a as a figure, not necessarily just Michael Myers, but as just a a, a shadow that looms and, and over evil being able to kind of and and but but I think they they kind of veered off of that into kind of now playing into the idea of evil just manifesting itself in in being able to move on and pass along exactly from um, Michael to to, yeah. to other people yes um whoever whether Michael personally chooses these people he wants to yes or the it, new or it is or, these the these devil eyes these you know yeah, <laughs> that the, that pass it along the blackest like eyes almost, the devil's eyes and yes, all this business you need like, to have evil eyes I yes, don't know what and so is. I don't know if this is a nod of like Jamie Lloyd kind of curse she touches him and it passes to her and so that was kind of something the, maybe like kind that. of invoking in this film um it really hurt a little bit seeing you know after kind of uh, this is only four years later and michael is like this kind of old man <laughs> like this frail old man michael was an old man anyway he was an old man he was but he was still you saw what he was able to do in oh Kill. yeah so just to see him kind of be this beat up old man <laughs> like he looked like he, he needed a walker <laughs> like it is kind of I mean, he's obviously not played. He's played by the same guy that's played, yeah. you know, the shape in the last two movies. So he's obviously not played by an old man. But Michael, well, Myers, I mean, that guy's in his sixties. Um, what the get playing the, him? James Jude Courtney. Jude Courtney, yes. Is he? Yes. So he was playing Michael, like the older. Why Michael did I not know that? 
yeah, he was in his sixties, and then another actor played him in the in the flashback that was in in Kills, um, a younger oh, actor, the, the stunt coordinator. Um, so yeah, I mean, he the, 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 an older all the facts. I didn't yes, even know how old James Jude Courtney was. So yeah, I think he was sixty two or something like that in okay. in, in, in eight twenty eighteen. Oh, okay. so yeah, he, he they got an older actor to play this older version of Michael. Okay, all um, right. Yes. So, now, yeah. Uh, I mean, four years later, yeah, maybe he would be a little bit more. But just to kind of see how that didn't really phase him at all, you know. Well, you know I mean, no, he didn't, even though he did obviously look at his lowest. I mean, you liken him to um, Paul Viserys Targaryen in the last <laughs> episode bit. of House of the Dragon, don't you? A where, little bit. A little where bit. He just looks near death. Yes. Um, like completely near death, at death's door, as I like to say. And sometimes. someone could just kind of wrestle him to the ground and, like, yeah. you know, pretty easily. And he the, needs kind of this help, uh, you know. The idea of Halloween ends, this idea of the poisonous nature of evil, the fact that Haddonfield itself is just consumed by evil and it just persists there, whether it is in the form of Michael, whether it is in the form of somebody else. It just persists there. Is an interesting idea. It yeah. makes the movie, it makes basically the trilogy of these new movies more about Haddonfield and the people of Haddonfield than any one character, even Michael. It makes yeah. it more about that. that, which is yeah. an interesting idea, which is yeah. a fairly clever idea. Again, we look back on the, the opening credits, the fact they use the season of The Witch, the Halloween 3 font. Is this a, like you said, is this a, a mirroring of wanting to, to focus make... Focus on something different. Wanting to focus on something universe. different. Yeah. Wanting to, to make this a, a different idea. Which is fine. This movie would have been more focused and therefore better if Michael Myers wasn't actually in it. <laughs> which is biz which is a mad thing to say. It's an insane thing to say, considering how much I really like Michael in the last two movies. Yeah. But, I mean, but I thought the, it was going to go... The, 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 the story this movie takes, the story turn this movie takes, the tone this movie takes, would have made it better if he wasn't actually in the movie which is is very 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 strange <laughs> i mean i liked having him there i think you, i don't think you could have it without him no um well, i and this had is, they this kind is of had they kind of done things yes had they done things and like worked around this idea a little differently had they executed this idea a little differently they could have maybe done it without him being there but um in what they ended up kind of crafting i think you needed him to to fill that out to add you know some extra interest in what was going on with kind of this new character um i thought it was going to be something kind of completely different i thought it was going to be more of okay we're going to kind of get michael his strength back you know get michael his groove back so that he can kind of come back um, I thought that was more going to be what was happening. I don't know if I would have liked that more than what we got. I kind of think, you know, almost like a kind of maybe 
I thought it was leading towards maybe a bit of a puppet master kind of situation. Like, you know? Yeah, it's, it's, it tries too many things. It tries yes, too I th- many things and becomes and I think unfocused. It feels like it, it, like, it wanted to do something like a, like somebody kind of controlling puppeting Michael, but they knew that that, that they couldn't do that with yeah. Michael that wouldn't work with him so they th- this was like the next best thing to kind of do that but make yeah. it feel like okay this is plausible for Michael. oh yeah they, but then they try and like flip it then they, they they maybe throw an idea of our new character our Corey character yeah. becoming Michael's underling yes it's just like also again thing now that happens also why is michael myers living in the sewers with the rats i know we we can't get out of the sewers we covered those ben willard movies why is michael myers living (laughs) with ben i mean bruce davison the actor who played willard he pitched a willard sequel where willard was just living in the sewers with the rats controlling them and and sending them out to like do his bidding (laughs) That's all I could think about when I, when I saw Michael living in the sewers. I, I can't understand why Michael's living in the sewers. I, I and I and he's just been hiding there for four years, and so also that plays four into years. then then my brain goes back to the, the the my brain turns back on to like the logic of okay the, now Lori's setting up Halloween decorations and baking pies and being all nice and having a home when michael is out running free but when he's locked away that's when you're like paranoid and living in your fortress i mean right it it, it makes it makes no logical yes. sense and i mean it you brought it. up the tag team thing just to go back to 3c films because oh. he said something very hilarious he was like he was almost like this batman and robin situation where Corey it, was like the robin michael myers batman that's not an inaccurate thing to say, which is just, <laughs> it's just stupid. It's there's too weird. much, there's, there's a, look, there's a stupidity to Halloween kills. The fact they thought that guy who looks like Danny DeVito's penguin was Michael Myers. All of it, all of it. There was a stupidity to Halloween kills. Yes. But it was a stupidity that you could kind of just switch off and get behind because the movie was fun. There's a stupidity yeah. to this movie that you can't get behind because the movie's not that fun. It's not a slasher movie. It's a thoughtful, weird kind of half supernatural, half just embodiment yeah, of evil. Yeah, but is it because you you established that there's no supernatural element? No, there. I don't mean I don't. I didn't necessarily. I know. No, mean no, no, no. I I know what you're saying, but like there was an essence of supernatural this kind of passing of yeah. the evil uh, of infecting of bringing out that evil into somebody else and so you're playing with this supernatural almost like you know the jamie lloyd kind of curse yeah. of touching my you know that you're playing with that but then you've already established in the previous movie no there's nothing supernatural yeah that, that's character. not what's going on yeah it, it it doesn't make sense in the worst way I don't, I have to commend the movie for trying something totally different, totally kind yes, of out of the left field. Yes, I definitely appreciate that. I appreciate them trying to do something new. Having a very new, like you said, very, very new idea. Very, very new idea yeah. of the poisonous nature of evil, the, the corruptive nature, and the fact that 
Haddonfield itself is just perpetually evil and, and takes over the people that might have a little something at the back of the brain that might want to just switch on. Yeah. And Haddonfield will do that to them. An interesting idea. So if you focus with just that, you make a better movie. If you focus with just the idea of Michael regaining strength, coming back and fighting Laurie one last time, a better movie. You try and do both. You become way too unfocused. You don't know where you are. You can't even switch your brain off and have fun because you're not in a slasher movie. Yeah. It's a disappointing movie. Yes. And then kind of what happens to our character who's setting things in motion and then just for them to kind of just be no longer there. And then it, it makes it feel a little bit pointless for them to even have been there. You know, it feels Absolutely. like it feels like the Sartain be only being there to get Michael to Lori. Mm, so yeah. again, in the, like you're, they're doing a lot of interesting things with Corey character and then, you know, when he kind of is not there anymore, then it feels like he was only his only purpose was to get Michael to Lori again, just like Sartain. And then it feels kind of like, OK, this is the only reason this character was, you know, there. And it kind of takes away the interesting things that were happening with him. I just think thematically it's interesting. It's 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 strong. Story wise, it. it couldn't have been more bizarre and then not what bizarre. yeah and what uh, and off of what you kind of were trying to uh, of what was established in the first two films exactly it was very much off of that it, it would actually not... even make more sense if this would have or a story like this would have come if kills hadn't have happened at all because if you'd have just had Halloween 2018, Laurie, but you know, burns down her, her house, he's not there, they kind of go off. If you'd have had, say, Judy Greer was in this movie as well, because she hadn't died because kills didn't happen. And then a few years later, you have Michael, where's Michael? We don't know where Michael is. Oh, he's been living in the sewers. And it's about the evil of Haddonfield. And people have assumed that he burned in that fire. And yeah, like, but he didn't. Makes. But to but just have him out running free. Everyone's fully aware he's out running free, and it's just cool. Move on with our lives. I you just know? don't think. I just don't think it's a story wise a a, a a reasonable follow up to what we've just seen. Yes, I and mean, on tonally own, wise, and, and, it's completely yeah. just something different. Which which again, like I said, you don't you, you don't hate that it's doing something different. You it's just, just wish based on the universe that you set up, it just doesn't fit. No, and, and I think that's maybe something maybe that's, reasonable. Yes, and maybe that's where they're kind of coming in with their season of the witch excuse. Well, no, because we're doing our own separate thing. It doesn't have to fit into these other two films, you know. Well, exactly, but that's why I said before that it would actually make more sense if Michael wasn't in the movie. <laughs> yeah. The movie would actually it. It would have kind of, it would have disappointed because you really do expect, I mean, you'd have seen in the trailers, obviously, but if the trailers hadn't have had him there, if the trailers had have been toned back, something different, and then it turns out that Michael wasn't in the movie, wasn't in this movie, and it was actually just about, you know, Corey and his becoming the, the new embodiment really of evil, evil of Haddonfield. Yes. 
way more interesting. Yeah, because I mean, he's already kind of taken the place of the boogeyman to most of the people he has. hadn't failed at this point. Um, so to kind of have him maybe just take over that moniker, but then it would have been a situation of people just being pissed about, you know. Yeah, I don't know. It's you it's, have a Halloween movie without Michael Myers, you can't do that. It's you know? really weird. So, I mean, I was entertained by it. I I found myself watching it and being interested and really wondering where it was going to go. And the kills were really cool. And I was just kind of intrigued of like, where is this going? I kind of really want to know where this is going. Like, kills just was frustrating me the whole time I watched it the first time. Now I can kind of look back at it and just be like, these people are so stupid and laugh at it and have fun with it. Um this one i found myself really just kind of enthralled in like what was going on and yes i did still have my kind of brain on like oh my gosh this doesn't make sense but for the most part i found myself entertained by it but in terms of it as a kind of three films kind of in a connected universe they were all completely different they didn't really adhere to what the film before did so again like the final trilogy of the star wars universe well, kind of yeah it was very much that three film the first film really got you excited really connected well to the to the past films then the other two films just did whatever the hell they wanted and weren't kinda. really like a strong through line uh at all uh so it's accurate that that, it, that it's definitely yes, accurate but they all had kind of interesting things and set up really interesting things and had some good moments in there that you really enjoyed and had fun with but execution as a whole as a trilogy as three films that are supposed to kind of be set in the same kind of vibe and energy and yeah. universe it, they were all kind of just like no who cares what happened before we're just gonna do whatever yeah. we want to do and um so look, it wasn't a very clean continuation of the story no um very kind of weird moments weird character interactions um, very weird and look like the, I mean, the just, end just... of this movie the end what actually happens at the end of this movie yes I've, i think is a well-rounded end yes i think it is a well-rounded end it kind of <laughs> Look, it's its own story, and the, the I suppose the 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 positive thing about the Halloween movies is that there's basically three different choose your own adventures you can go on with them. Yeah, you can go on this one, you can go on the H two O one, or you can go on the Halloween two, Halloween four, Halloween five one. Yeah, it's it's interesting like that. So you're never going to be mad, really, because everybody has their own. Yeah, one thing. it's like choose your own adventure. It is with Halloween, if you, which I love. I love. And if you ask like, me, I I I like the the Halloween, Halloween two, Halloween four, Halloween. I like that one. I'm because I really about, like Halloween four. I'm I'm about one, two, and H two O. That's like kind of okay. my, my vibe, and that's and that's fair enough. <laughs> no um, resurrection. Resurrection is not no. And if people <laughs> want. You know, if people want this version of the story, you've got this version of yes, the story. Yes, it's, it's definitely Halloween has, has done a choose your own adventure type thing with with their franchise, which I love. Um, I I found I, I just know in watching this film, I was very kind of into it and entertained and wondering where it was going to go. But thinking about it as a whole with the three films, it was just all over the place and and a lot didn't work in terms of kind of thinking about what this, what these other two films were trying to tell you about these characters at this point in their lives. 
and and it just didn't kind of work there with with the other two films um but if you kind of separate it and have it do its own thing i think you're able to kind of get into it as a whole so well i think you i think you've come out of this movie more positive than i have but i came out of kills more positive than you did <laughs> yes, yes so i think that's where we stand yeah. on the Halloween on Halloween yeah. ends. Yes, um, I enjoyed it. Definitely could have done things better. Could have had better execution on things. Could have made things make more sense. Um, but I mean, I I was into it. I, I found myself enjoying it way more than I did kills. So, well, there we go. There <laughs> we go. I told you we'd go long. I know for our Halloween discussion. <laughs> we, there's there's too much just nonsense to 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 talk about with that, but. Let's get on, Janine, to a, to okay. a little bit of a let's talk. All because right. we do have um, one nice conversation now that we did want to start talking about, didn't we? Which was... Yes. Well, um, you know... I'm, sorry. I'm trying, <laughs> no, I'm, uh, you know, I'm trying to, you know, keep things spooky around here. Yes. This is our favorite time of year. So I was just thinking about this. I had made a TikTok about this, I think, last year, just really thinking about horror performances and all the great horror we're getting this year and not necessarily halloween ends (laughs) yeah i mean but just we're getting an abundance of horror films and they're all pretty fun different interesting have something to say fun um and uh a lot of horror gets overlooked you know at our bigger awards ceremonies so yeah I thought it would be fun for us to share a couple of our um, Oscar-worthy horror performances. Yes, this is interesting. Yes. I've actually I've got one reasonably recent one and one not so reasonably recent one. Okay. So I'm I'm quite interested about this because it, it is true. It is true. You know, horror and, and weirdly weird genre films do get overlooked so, and have historically yeah. got overlooked. Mm-hmm. Um, which is unfortunate given that some of the most interesting performances tend to come from these type of movies because they allow people to do pretty crazy things. Yes. I know you had mentioned you had a bit of an honorable mention. Um, do I have an honorable? Do I have an honorable mention? I don't think I do have an honorable mention. I thought you said you, there was somebody you wanted to kind of talk about a little bit, but maybe, maybe I was wrong. Maybe this is one (laughs) of my choices. (laughs) Maybe this is actually one of my choices. I don't know. Who 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 were you thinking? Um, I don't remember. But I thought I remember you we were sharing what we were who were we gonna discuss. And we maybe, were. You said you were briefly going to mention somebody else, but maybe maybe I, 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 <laughs> maybe, maybe I this was actually know. one of my choices and you'll find out. Maybe, maybe. I don't know. We have two. We have two each. Yes. Um I know this. Janine, do you do you want to uh do you want to mention one of yours first? Do you want to bring oh, yes. one of yours first? You, you said you were also going to talk about Gregory Peck in The Omen. <laughs> yes, no, Gregory Peck is one of my choices. That, oh, that's that's okay. what I mean. That's one of my two choices. Okay, okay. Okay. Go well, on. <laughs> um, I was going to talk about Tony Collette. Oh, Hereditary. Yes, okay. I think this is definitely one person who very much everyone kind of agrees this should have been nominated for something yeah um this was an insane performance it was a maddening performance uh particularly the scene 
the dinner scene when she's, you know, screaming at her son who has just this blase attitude about, you know, accidentally killing his little sister. And she just wants, she's trying. She's trying to like be okay with that. She's trying not to hate him for doing this and for being so irresponsible and reckless and not seemingly not caring. She's still trying to love him, but she can't. And so just that scene where she's just shouting at him, screaming at him. Um, this So many just dark scenes where she has to kind of go all over the place. You know, she has to be sad. She has to kind of try to be positive. She has to be showing one emotion, but we have to know that she's feeling something underneath Yeah, to, you know, to have to portray all these layers in this insane story. Um, I, I just don't know how she just was not recognized for that. I mean, she did way less in the sixth sense and got a best supporting actress nomination. <laughs> I mean, that scene in the car, I, I that's like my favorite scene in that movie where she's sitting with him and she's talking to Cole and he's finally telling her the truth about what's going on with yeah. him. That's an amazing scene. But literally that little scene got nominated and every insane thing she had to do in this movie did not get one lick of recognition. It's just so frustrating. I think an unfortunate thing with it is that it would have had to be for lead. And yeah. we know what, you know, the Oscars kind of campaigns are like. Yeah. They like to kind of fudge people's categories sometimes to try and get them a win because leads are always tough to break into lead actor awards nominations because yeah. there's only five is there still only yeah. five mm-hmm. it's not like best picture where you can go up to 10 now there's yeah. still only five which is small yeah. is a very 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 small and because yeah. we usually focus on the dramas. dramatic fair yeah. mm-hmm. um, biopic fair and that kind of stuff yeah your oscar Beatty kind of things unfortunately tony collette wasn't recognized by the 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 major yeah awards that year and a hundred percent she should have been she put everything into that okay she was insanely mm-hmm. good yes yes in hereditary the perfect modern breakdown of a family yeah movie it's the saddest movie but the most crazy crazy movie crazy horror movie and tony collette is just brilliant brilliant this descent into madness kind of you know that's something that happens a lot in horror but one of the great screaming performances yes um but yeah she was having to do a lot she was having to carry a lot she was having to like i said play a face for you know, the other characters in the film, but also show us the audience that she was feeling something completely different underneath, you know? Yeah. Um, Yeah. And she was able to do that brilliantly. So really just a bummer that like that was not recognized. Well, uh, speaking of playing different faces, (laughs) (laughs) another, uh, a fairly recent one that I would genuinely like to bring up because I, I really do think this, show just her great talent is Lupita Nyong'o in Us. Uh, yeah. Because yes. while while I don't think people generally liked Us as much as they liked Get Out from Jordan Peele, 
Um, I really like Us. I think Us is a great movie. I think yes. Us is a very, very mm-hmm. interesting movie. And, and it's I definitely think... more horror than, than Get Out was. It kind of is, yeah. yeah. And I also think, performance-wise, you know, there's been three Jordan Peele movies now. Ain't nobody gives a better performance in those movies than Lupita and Young. She's does. playing two characters. That voice she in has this. to put on, you know. But her as as her actual human character in that movie, she's she's powerful. She's kind of she's a very maternal kind of yeah. She's a leader figure. She's yeah. a leader, and she's a survivor of of the. Mm-hmm. events in that movie she's kind of retrospective or introspective i mean she's kind of quietly determined which yes. is what i like about but also, anyway it's quite similar to her in in that movie little monsters yes that zombie <laughs> uh, australian movie yeah mm-hmm. that's really quite good um quite similar to that really so she's great as that anyway but then she's also the doppelganger. Who I think yes. is, is the doppelganger just called Red or something uh, like that? Um, well, she's Adelaide, and yes, uh, the real version, the real human version of her is Red. Oh, I see. Is it the opposite <laughs> way? Around? Yes. So Red, the one that's kind of building this movement because she has been, you know, her life oh is yes, stolen, yeah, because all was yes, that's yes. right. Yes, so because also she was to taken just in through the mirror, wasn't she? And it's all that switchy, switchy business. Yes, and so obvi- and uh, and and just to play that this, the basically our kind of villain character is the one we were sitting with most of this movie, and to make that character, you know, yeah, be be hiding the secret, and us really liking this character, not knowing kind of the the sinister nature of, of how she even came to be yeah um true it's the way true. she plays that really is really really great because we see her as this protective mother with her family she's a good person we see all of this and then this other side you know the oh. fact that she she has to kind of play a good guy and a bad guy but they're opposite but she plays them opposite you she know. plays them opposite to the opposite <laughs> they're actually supposed to be. It's, yes. it's really, really cool. Yeah. Um, but when she is the doppelganger, the one with the voice, not only does she have to put on that voice, which is absolutely Lupita Nyong'o doing that. Doing it, yeah. And it's just insane because she has a... I think this this is where things like someone's natural face comes into play as well because she's able to just be re she's got a little bit of a lazy eye Lupita Nyong'o and it works for her really really well yes. to kind of creep us out in this movie because when she's just wide-eyed staring at you yes and having a tear voice, single tears just come down with that face as well it's just deeply deeply unsettling because yes. she's just so static so intimidating so kind of commandeering and absolutely unabashedly terrifying yes and to have this small woman and to have this small woman be this kind of leader kind of figure not just in on the family side of adelaide but also on the you know underground side as red 
Yeah, it's just it's it's so unbelievably impressive. It's the range of Lupita Nyong'o, and because Lupita Nyong'o doesn't do that many movies, yeah, it's even more impressive that when she does, she's just able to deliver consistently and yeah. deliver so so well in that movie. It is one of the the great recent horror performances. It's. I think Tony Tony Collette is amazing in Hereditary. She's doing one thing. It's a great version of that thing. It's yeah. an unbelievable version of that thing. It's a phenomenal performance and absolutely deserved awards. But Lupita's doing, doing double time, yeah, <laughs> in the same movie, yeah, that are completely opposite, completely believable, and completely wonderful. And it speaks to a lot of what I like about acting, whereas you're, you're just able to use your own self yeah. and the way you kind of look to your performance's betterment. Because I, actually, I do think Lupita is able to just widen her eyes really creepily. Yeah. Um, she, because considering that when she smiles, she can light up a room... But when she doesn't, she can terrify. And she just has her. that face and has those eyes bugged out. Is is impressive. Yes. It's naturally impressive, but it is impressive. Um, I, I I I love her in that movie, and I just I consistently wish she did more movies. Yeah. But she picks them very precisely, and she you've does. got to love her for doing that. Yes, great great performance in us. Um, my second pick. Well, you talked about Lupita having to do two things. Yes. Oh, yes. <laughs> this person had to do several things. And I'm several. talking about <laughs> James McAvoy in Split. Yes. Um, great performance from him. Really portraying all these different personalities and characters to the point where, you know, there's one scene where you think a different character has come in, but it's just him. Yeah. Um, the way he kind of is able to switch in between these characters and have them have these conversations. And it, it's, it's crazy. And yes, I, you know, I, I've, I've heard some things from, uh, you know, the DID community in terms of like just this movie and, and movies in general depicting DID and this kind of villainous nature of it. Yes. But uh, aside from kind of the content of the film, um, you can't deny what he's doing as an actor. No, it, no, because you know? it is—it's—it's it's, it's seamlessly moving from throughout so many different styles of performance. Yes, in the same role, and it—that—that's what's impressive about it. You think about the the depiction of the condition is totally separate. Yeah, the depiction of the condition is quite negative. Yeah, it, it is, but the performance of that character. He's incredible. Yes, he makes it completely believable that he is all of these different people. Like, he is able to kind of just with a, how he's holding himself, how he carries himself, um, you know, how he changes his voice. You are gaining a sense of the personality of each one of these characters. Um, yeah. How he sits, how he holds his hands. Like, he's so aware of every part of his body when he's a different uh, person. And just how he was able to just kind of 
pull it off so seamlessly. I, I definitely wish he would have gotten more recognition just for that performance because he's doing a lot. Um, yes. And, you know, also to kind of switch back even to the original Kevin character, this kind of vulnerable. Yeah. You know, you know and, and you like him and you're, you hate other personalities and you like, you like, you love Hedwig, <laughs> you know, and you hate Patricia and like, you know, all these different characters. It's one person doing this and he's able to make you feel different things about these different identities that he is putting on. Uh, it, it's, it's just crazy how he's able to kind of really embody each one of these personalities and, and really kind of make you see that side of them and see the personality of them and, and, how he's like how he carries himself when he's patricia he's very kind of upright and straight and proper and um it's 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 it, it was such a great performance so again with tony collette i'm just so bummed that like that just did not get more because it was horror so yeah you know. i mean you feel like those years because obviously hereditary was 2017 aussie's 19 i think split was 16 16 i think the late 2010s were not good for who was getting acting nominations. Yeah. It, they weren't. They were they were very, very much the focused on your yeah, your 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 Oscar typical movies. They yeah. were who was getting acting nominations. I think who won the best pictures were often interesting. You got the Shape of Water winning Best Picture, you got Parasite winning Best Picture. Yeah. Yes, we like that, but acting wise, it's it was it was weird who was getting looked at above others, and when you consider the the the, the range and the competence that McAvoy, that Tony Collette, that Lupita Nyong'o put into those performances, yeah, you can only determine that they weren't recognised simply because of the movie they were in. Yeah. Not because of had, the performance. Had that been in any had that been in a drama, had it not been yeah. in this kind of horror umbrella, you know. And when you look at performances, there's there should be no difference. You no, should not it should just be what is this person doing in this role? What are they able to make me feel? What are they able to convey with this character? How are they able to transform themselves into something completely different than who we kind of know them to be in actual life? Like Yeah how do they transcend into these characters and you know even really when mcavoy's the job. beast especially yes. when mcavoy's the beast it's yeah. it's just it's animalistic it's ridiculous it's yeah insane but yeah that you can only determine that it's down to that yeah which is kind of strangely where my second choice comes in which is greg which is gregory peck yes well that's why i got a little bit confused because you know i i had a we were kind of talking about um, uh, Florence Pugh, and I know you love Midsummer and that performance. I do, I do, I do, on, I do, I do. That was definitely circling my list as another performance that I think should have gotten some recognition. I just wanted, I, I wanted to not have everything in the same <laughs> era of movies. Ah, okay, <laughs> that's fair. Because yes, you know, go back to your classics era, of course. Florence Pugh is 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 phenomenal in Midsummer, but Florence Pugh is also phenomenal in everything. In everything. She has not had one bad performance. Literally in her, everything. In her short but wonderful career. <laughs> um, but Midsummer is obviously great. I mean, you could have gone for for 
Pattinson in The Lighthouse, but is The Lighthouse even a horror movie? I mean, it's under know. that umbrella a little bit, I think, yeah. I always ask that question, is The Lighthouse actually a horror movie, or is it just a weird trip? Because <laughs> it's kind of just a weird True. trip. Yeah. But The Omen's certainly a horror movie. Yes. And Gregory Peck, I picked this one, not only because I think, I think 70s horror, and in the 70s, it was actually quite well recognised as being a really horror of this kind the exorcist style the omen style yeah you're more you're you're bigger budgeted bigger starred yeah 70s horror we had real backing behind it had a real mostly came from novels but had real kind of cultural mass appeal appeal to mm-hmm. it yeah and the awards, the Oscars, noticed this a lot of the time. Actually, in 1976, or in 1977, four movies for 1976, which is obviously the same year as The Omen, Sissy Spacek and Piper Laurie were nominated for yes, Carrie. Yes, for Carrie, yes. Both of them. Mm-hmm. So why wasn't Gregory Peck? Yes, okay, he's going up against two people from Network, the the winner, Peter Finch and William yeah. Holt okay yeah Yeah, those two being in there pretty great pretty good movie he's going up against de niro in taxi driver okay fair enough he's going up against stallone in rocky oh poor guy (laughs) fair enough but he's also going up against giancarlo giannini who is that one dude from casino royale that italian dude uh, mm-hmm. With the, who, who, I, I don't know in a movie that I've actually now forgotten the name of it's a movie that I've never seen he might be great in that movie <laughs> he might be great in that movie but I just can't help thinking well why if Sissy Spacek and Piper Laurie are on, the, are, are on your, your yes. window for both categories why, why can't was Gregory yeah. Peck can't, can't take over that space I understand it's probably a very very tough category to get into that particular year yeah i would but, also like, question like you said, do two people from network really need to be in there can we not have a bit of spread yeah i mean and i mean like you said like it's a bigger budgeted kind of higher scale uh horror and film. it's an incredible movie and what gregory yes. peck's actually doing in the omen that that was me just talking about kind of Oscar marketing strategies and things like that and yes. campaign strategies. But what Gregory Peck's actually doing in The Omen is giving one of the great mystery horror performances, giving one of the great kind of and... reluctant hero horror performances in yes. terms of just he doesn't want to believe any of it's true, but he realizes that he just that kind of has to follow it. it all up. And, and he has I mean, to take it down. Yes. And it's very much like, and he was going through things in his own life that he, he was. You could, you could feel that he was kind of putting that into, into this role. It's a very, very personal yeah. performance. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's a very emotionally heavy performance. And it's a performance with an awful lot of heart in it. I think we look at older Gregory Peck and we see the kind of, emotional reservedness of him yeah. i think that's just it's more so in in 
as he gets slightly older in the 70s, he's actually able to open his heart more, be, be slightly less reserved and really kind of break down it. sometimes yeah. in the old. Mm -hmm. In yeah. just a, how is how is this? This isn't my son. This isn't my, you know, just really yes. give it. What just, did I do oh, this in this heavy. guilt for bringing this into, you know, an awful lot of life and yeah mm -hmm. but an, oh, he's constantly going about the movie just with these furrowed eyebrows just like oh, what's I'm happening confused. what did i do what is going on i can't believe this i don't want to believe this yeah trying to make everything okay yeah and it's brilliant so good. it's a massive movie mm -hmm. it's a big actor it's a brilliant performance from a big actor in a year that you recognized horror performances in your acting categories, but couldn't find room for Gregory Peck, but you found room for two people from Network mm. in five spots. Yeah. What's that about? I know Network's great. Sure, Network's great. But come on. I know it's Stallone and De Niro and William Holden yeah. and Peter Finch. I know that. But how good was Giancarlo Giannini must have been in that one movie <laughs> that I now feel like I have to watch? I know. How good must he have been? Yeah. He must be great. He must have been that. amazing. He must be great in that yeah. one movie. And fair play to him if he was. Fair play to him for getting the, <laughs> the, the Oscar nomination. I don't hate that guy at all. But I think yeah. he's great from what I've seen him in. I just... Uh, he just, he notably, when I was looking just, at the nominees that year, he notably just, just like, why is he in there compared yeah, to all these other took guys? A spot, took a spot from some a, a very worthy performance. But maybe that, maybe that's just my ignorance, Jenny. Maybe that is just maybe, my ignorance. Maybe. But yes, Perhaps. Gregory Peck, definitely. Yes, but so many, so many great horror Oh, there's, a, there's an awful lot. Get overlooked, you could go, but, you you could go even further back to, to, to Karloff. And things yes, like that. yeah. I mean, have, I, you would I, have never. I would them. have, I would have given one to Dwayne Jones as well. Like to Dwayne Jones, you would have never got them so old. You would have never got them. Horror was no. the B, the B picture, B list for sure. They were. And, they and were now great, we're in this epic year of horror right now, and it's just crazy. I hope, could, hopefully, that'll turn around and we'll get more recognition. You could uh, go for our favorite you know. Claude Rains. Yes. Yes. Why not? Yes. Why not? But <laughs> no, there's a ridiculous. I mean, Vincent Price would have never won an Oscar, even though he's phenomenal in all his horror movies, just because of the movies they are. Yeah. The reason I think Gregory Peck should have won is because of the movie fair. it is. And yes, the it's a it's a great film. It's a high caliber, you know, mass like you know, uh, appeal it's a type massive, film. Massive movie. It's one of the yes. highest grossing movies of seventy six. Exactly. Yes. It's mad to me. Yeah. It's insane to me. Anyway, anyway, Janine, a little bit of a let's talk and we finish yeah. with a fun and games. It's <laughs> robot based in honor of this Megan trailer. <laughs> yes. I think we have uh, slightly different things each, don't we, today? Yes. For fun and games. Um, I have come up with uh, descriptions of five um, robot movies. Robot slash cyborg slash android slash all those kind of things. Movies. I've come up with five descriptions of the movies. Janine is going to guess which movie I'm going on about. <laughs> yes. Janine, what have you done for me? I have five descriptions of cyborgs, androids, robots in film. 
and you have to guess which which one I'm talking about. Yes, I'm guessing the robot itself. Yes. He means guessing the movie. Well, I suppose you want to go first, don't you? As per usual, yes. Okay. <laughs> it's Germany. It's a bit dystopian. It's nice to know that that trope has been around since the very beginning of robot movies. Uh, the robot here is quite pretty, but the director's definitely not, even if he is one of my favourite old directors. What is the movie? What? Germany. <laughs> These are the... I am not simply reading plot synopses. I have come I up know. with my own description. I know you here. have. Germany. I will read it again. It's Germany. It's a bit dystopian. It's nice to know that that trope has been around since the very beginning of robot movies. The robot here is quite pretty, but the director's definitely not, even if he is one of my favourite old directors. Oh my gosh. Is it that very, very old movie? That very early movie that has that lady robot in it and it's very old and i can't remember the Poss name possibly of the movie. oh my gosh what is the name of that movie Ooh. I... I, I, i'll be honest with you i think you've <laughs> probably got it but i'm going I to need the name i know you're not getting the point unless you name the movie i know it's like why am i thinking like day tomorrow something <laughs> like i don't know <laughs> I know what it is, and I can picture the visuals from that film. I've never seen it, but I can picture it. <sighs> I'm going to need the name okay. of the movie yes. to be afraid. <clears throat> no, it's not no, we don't have the name. Too much time to okay. think about it. Okay. Yes, we were we were looking for Metropolis. Metropolis. We were looking yes. for Metropolis because yeah, it's like Germany. It's a one name title, yes. And it's, it's Fritz Lang's. It's Fritz yeah, Lang's it's Metropolis. Lang. And mm -hmm. Fritz Lang is not a good looking man, isn't he? No. Fritz, Fritz Lang is, is not. He's not Fritz very Lang attractive. Like. He's not very attractive at all. <laughs> that was just my little joke about <laughs> so Fritz Lang's mean. looks. It was a throw bit mean. Poor dig at Fritz Lang. It was Damn a bit it. mean. Yes. Damn it! I could picture all the visuals, like yes, you know, very much futuristic art no, deco. Yes, 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 yes. Yeah. Oof. Okay. Well, I didn't give my robots gender, so you're just gonna have. No. To... Okay. All right. Its voice is dialed in. It's a true protector and the mellow heart of his its team. <laughs> mellow heart of its team voice is dialed in. Dialed in. Ooh. And it's a true protector. Yes. A true protector. The mellow heart. A heartwarming robot. Robot that's central to a group of people. And a protective robot. Dialed in. Voices dialed in. That's what's throwing me off. I don't get the voice that's <laughs> dialed in. That, that, that would be like the strongest clue. Yeah, but I think that's probably because I, I probably don't know. Do I know the movie? You'd hope I would. 
maybe you'd hope. I mean, no. you'd be just generally aware of the movie. Oh, I see. Oh, <laughs> um, oh, or movies. Voices dialed in. <laughs> Yeah, that that part is throwing me off because I'm thinking like protector, heart of a group. I'm thinking vision. That is incorrect. But dialed in, yeah. What's that? Bumblebee. Bumblebee. He, use, he uses okay. the radio to speak because he doesn't. No have idea. A voice. Didn't know that. Didn't <laughs> See, know that. Never seen. That. Never seen those movies. Okay, fair enough. Wow. Did not okay. know that. Um. Okay. Okay. Well, the alien is actually the most reasonable and wisest character in this movie. He's teaching humanity a lesson. The robot has laser eyes. He's not afraid to use them and seems to be everything his alien master is not. It's a moral sci-fi classic with a rather ominous title. I think my I think my movie descriptions are way better. I think they should hire me <laughs> to to do marketing for movies rather oh than stupid basic synopses. And if you're going to make seventies movie trailers, hire me to do the voice, please. I don't read it one the, more time. The alien is actually the most reasonable and wisest character. Is in this there? Movie. He's teaching humanity a lesson. The robot has laser eyes, is not afraid to use them, and seems to be everything his alien master is not. I don't... A moral sci-fi classic with a rather ominous title. Is it the day the Earth stood still? It is the day the Earth stood still. Yes. <sighs> I've never I was seen gonna... it. I've only seen the remake with Keanu Reeves as oh, the alien. Dear. <laughs> I was going to say the um, the the robot looks really quite basic because uh, Gort yes. and Day the Earth Stood Still is just yeah. the most basic Simplistic looking, looking thing. Yes. Um, but yes, it's the Day the Earth Stood Still. All right. Um, it's a fan of gun and Guns and Roses. It's always learning and it's old, not obsolete. Oh, God. Oh, I must know this. I recognize those. I recognize that phrase. <laughs> Fan of guns and roses. Old, not obsolete. And what's the middle part? It's always learning. Always learning. Oh, I do recognize that last that last idea old not obsolete um oh god guns and roses guns and roses robot this was like my easiest one. Oh, i'm you know i'm not good at them <laughs> i don't you know what i don't know i don't know i don't know really i'm gonna, I'm gonna kick myself i think i'm gonna kick myself Is he? Is he? Right behind me. <laughs> is he? The T-800. 
Is he a fan of guns? When's he a fan of guns and roses? T2 Judgment Day, when he's in, uh, fighting the other one in the hallway, he pulls a gun out of a thing oh, of roses. God and it's, and then they play so a Guns and Roses. Annoyingly song. specific with your riddle based clues. I thought that was going to give it away. And he's always learning because that whole movie, uh, John's trying to teach him like how to smile and how to do all this stuff and say all you these lines. focus too much on Terminator 2 if you'd have and he described says, something I'm from the Terminator. See, that's why I recognized it from. But if I'd have focused, if you'd have focused on the Terminator, I might have actually gotten it. You know, oh, that's my birthday I movie. I know, I'm well aware. I'm well aware. I really thought that Guns and Roses would give it away because that was like a popular scene where he pulls the gun out of the roses and then they're playing Guns and you Roses. You know full well I have seen Terminator 2 once. <laughs> yeah, I thought you've seen it more than that. And I like the Terminator. <laughs> I have now seen I that know. more than once. I know you love the Terminator. So, yes. Okay. okay. All right. Are they robots? Are they cowboys? Are they real? Is this a theme park? Why is the lead this bald? <laughs> uh, a Westworld. It's Westworld. It's definitely <laughs> Westworld. <laughs> Poor, why do you have to make fun of everyone's looks? Leave poor Yule Brenner alone. <laughs> Yule Brenner's a great bald man, but he's incredibly bald. <laughs> he's, I've never... he's a great bald man, but he's incredibly bald. <laughs> he's incredibly bald. I've never I've never seen a bolder person. Oh my gosh, this is so terrible. Polish right. Yule Brenner's head. <laughs> squeak, squeak, squeak. Okay. Um it's been isolated. It's underestimated and far more deceptive than a general and a commander could imagine. See, you know what I don't <laughs> like, Janine, is what? when you use riddles in your things it's not a that riddle. I don't get. It is a it's, riddle. It's not a riddle. General and command. Like, I'm just going to be thinking about that now. General <laughs> who? General who? Exactly. Commander who? It's a what? Say it again. <laughs> when I say it's, I'm talking about the robot cyborg. Yes, weapon. okay. It's been isolated. It's underestimated. And far more deceptive than a general and a commander <laughs> could imagine. Right, so there's a general and a commander that fight this robot. They underestimate the robot. And the robot's quite clever, basically. But they're not necessarily those things in this movie. You just know them as. Oh, things. see, this is what annoys me. I don't. I can't think like that. It doesn't make any sense to me, Janine. Ah. I thought it would be easy. It's not. It's so would, much more difficult when you when you say things like that. It's so much more difficult. I can't contextualize between three different things. You know them well as that in something else. God. That's why I didn't make quotes. <laughs> um, um, oh. Did you say it was it was it was frozen? Isolated. Isolated. That's why I was thinking and of ice. Underestimated. 
isolated and underestimated a robot. Far more deceptive. A a robot. Isolated and underestimated a robot that's deceptive. Comes up against people that have played a general and a commander. Who's played a general and a commander? So many people have played generals and commanders. In the same... Oh, in the same thing. Mm. Yes. General and command, command, general, general and commander. Uh oh. Um. Mm, mm, general and command. I'm thinking Star Wars. Someone from Star Wars. Underestimated. Is it Blade Runner? <laughs> Is that your final answer? I was thinking Star Wars, so I immediately went to Harrison Ford. Maybe. And then I went to Blade Runner. I'm going. It's not Blade Runner. That's your answer. Yes. No, it's not Blade Runner. No, I didn't think it was. <laughs> it was. That's Ava. an isolated robot. It's not Ava from Ex Machina. <laughs> oh, fine. Okay. Because you have General Hux, Commander Poe Dameron. <laughs> so you were there when you said Star Wars. I'm like, he's got it. <laughs> oh, for God's sake. It's literally three actors in that home. <laughs> I am aware there's three actors in that movie. I am well aware. I'm not very good at this. Right. <laughs> do I need to give you genders? Will that help you? No, no, you just need to not do weird riddle things and talk about the actual movies themselves and not things that other I'm describing. Were... I'm it's describing it's very clever. Robot. It's it's like a cryptic crossword, and I'm not very good at those. <laughs> Rather okay. than just a trivia crossword. Well, I like trivia crosswords. <laughs> that just have a straightforward question and answer. Okay. Well, I don't know how else to do these. No, I know that, and I appreciate that. I do appreciate that. <laughs> trying to give it some flair. Okay. It's very flair. This is why I do mine like this, because I, I kind of do them in like weird me speaking yes. tones. Well... Because he's such a genius, the supposed leader of this fairly impressive group creates a robot by mistake. Uh, The robot speaks quite a lot and then really doesn't like its creator in the end. A second robot is then created who is objectively way more powerful and kind of nicer as well. This robot, this second robot, helps our group defeat the first robot, who's still speaking a lot at this time, but not before destroying a fictional Eastern European country. What? I was quite pleased with how vague this one was. It was very vague. Hmm. Yes. <laughs> I'm, I'm feeling quite satisfied yes. with myself right now. Yes, I think Good you are. Good for Morgan. Good for me. Would you like me to read it again? Yes, read it again. Well, uh, because this, because he's such a, a genius, the supposed leader of this fairly impressive group, creates a robot by mistake. Uh, The robot speaks quite a lot and ends up not really liking its creator. A second robot is then created, 
who is objectively way more powerful and kind of nicer. That second robot helps our group defeat the first robot, who's still speaking quite a lot, but not before destroying a fictional Eastern European country. Oh. Yeah, no, I don't know. Uh, I don't know. War games? I don't know. <laughs> and I will take war games as your final answer. That yeah. was Avengers Age of Ultron. What? Oh my gosh. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And I thought that was a very good description of Avengers Age of Ultron. Now that I now that I put it together. Thank you. If you had Thank thrown you. a Pinocchio reference in there, it would have gotten <laughs> No, we were no no strings on me. No strings on me. <laughs> All right. Okay. It loves pop culture, but doesn't really understand it. It falls in love and saves what's left of the world. Wally. That is correct. Yes. Success. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly what Wally does. Yes. <laughs> You're going to get the last one, Jenny. It's very easy. Okay. This was my easy one. Well, the Westworld one was quite easy. I just wanted to kind of shout questions. But this one's quite an easy one. Janine, your birthday is just like the most important day ever in this entire story. Oh, is that the description? Uh, Terminator 2, it, Judgment it, it, Day? Yes. I would have accepted just Terminator. Yes. <laughs> All right. I'm doing so good. Final one. It's can difficult. I make it re can I make it respectable with a three two loss rather than a three one yes, loss? Yes, perhaps. It's difficult to trust because of a previous betrayal. Oh. But it gets torn apart when it proves its loyalty. Ooh. Trust, trust. Difficult to trust previous betrayal torn apart torn apart when it proves its loyalty yes Ooh. torn apart torn, torn apart. like in half <laughs> yeah ooh, 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 ooh. i think i actually do think and maybe this is because you you briefly mentioned this movie before i think that's i robot isn't it? Uh, is, that, is that not the plot of I Robot? That is not the plot of I Robot. Is that not? Is that is that your final answer? Yes, I thought that was that was Sunny from I Robot. No, it is Bishop from Aliens. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's similar to the plot of I Robot. I Robot. Will Smith gets betrayed by a robot. He doesn't like robots. One robot has to prove his loyalty and then gets pretty, I'm pretty sure he gets torn in half at the end of the movie. He doesn't get betrayed by robots. Uh, he does, he doesn't like robots at the beginning. He doesn't like, he doesn't like robots. Because I think some, no, because I think something happened. I think. Yes, yeah, something happened. A, a, a mother, or a guy and his daughter drowned and the robot yes. didn't save them. Yes. The probability so he's betrayed was... by a robot. Yes, I think. but 
Ash betrays. He does. Yes, and, he does. Yeah. So then, yeah, she does not trust cyborgs until he steps in and tries to help and gets rid yes, of Ash. Yes, yes, yes. I still think it's the exact same plot as I robot, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I win. Of course, you do. Of course, you do. Fun game. Fun robot. I'm game. sorry, like my that. descriptions were terrible. No, the descriptions <laughs> aren't terrible. They just require somebody with a better brain than me. <laughs> They're really not. They're really clever. They're just not. Oh, they're too clever. Sorry. Yes. <laughs> That's the problem. Oh, anyway. Sorry. Anyway. <laughs> very busy show today. Yes. Very, so many things show. we wanted to talk about. Enormously fun show. As always. Great time on Monday Madness. Janine. It's not the only show. On the It's a Wonderful podcast feed, though, is it? Nor is it the only thing on this YouTube channel. No, of course, we have Morgan Hasn't Seen every Wednesday, where I force you to watch things you haven't seen. We've had fun talking the Purge films. And I oh, yeah. You, you're, not, you're not hating them too bad. I know you've kind of enjoying them a little bit, a little bit. But also on this very YouTube channel, we have some fun things you can check out. We have movie reviews. We have Morgan's awesome uh, movie collection videos. Yes. We do watch-alongs, live discussions, all kinds of stuff. So check it out right here on the It's a Wonderful Podcast YouTube channel. Like, share, subscribe, do all of the things. And of course, back going to the podcast feed, we also have... It's a wonderful podcast every Friday where we talk classic films. We give love to those old movies as we discussed. We've covered a ton of Angela Lansbury movies on the podcast. And yeah, we love giving love to the older films. So. We certainly do. And yeah, help celebrate Angela Lansbury even further this coming yes. Friday with the picture of Dorian Gray that was recorded before she passed away. So we don't mention it on the show, obviously, yeah. because why would we? That would be really creepy. Yeah. <laughs> can't that see the future be, that would be sinister <laughs> and we wouldn't like being sinister oh. would we no, no we would not <laughs> but we show a hell of a lot of love to her in that movie we certainly do monday wednesday friday we have you covered on the it's a wonderful podcast feed on anchor apple podcast spotify stitcher google podcast Castbox, amazon music and everywhere else subscribe ding your notification bells on this youtube channel if you are watching here on, uh, on the It's a Wonderful Podcast YouTube channel, Monday Madness. For, for all the fun stuff Janine has just mentioned, a whole bunch of stuff we have on this channel. Um, you can also support us on Patreon or by donating if you are feeling particularly generous. Uh, Patreon.com slash It's a Wonderful One. Find the tier that's right for you. There are links in the description below. Um, you can also see it scrolling down at the bottom of the screen if you are watching, as well as our social medias, you can find the show on Twitter at It's a Wonderful One. Find me on Twitter at The Purple Dawn with a three instead of the E in the because, Janine. Three is the magic number. On Instagram at The Purple Dawn. All your robotic cyborgness is where. You can find me at Janine Debean underscore on Twitter, Janine Debean on Instagram and TikTok. If you want to get new merch for any of our shows, you can find that at our Teespring shop. Just search Teespring. It's wonderful podcast on teespring.com or you see it scrolling below. See it in the description. We have some really fun designs over there. All the logos for all of our shows, including some fun Stranger Things designs. So please check it out there. And if you want to purchase any of my art and print form, you can find that at my big cartel shop, g9design.bigcartel.com. I mean, you are a robot yourself, no? You know, you you are I the machine. The machine, as so, you can see behind me. 
I think, I mean, we've only talked a little bit about robots. It's mainly been about horror things, but I don't think an impression of Michael Myers would be particularly useful to close out the well, show. I mean, so, it would just so... be some heavy breathing. <laughs> That, that would creep people out, Janine. That, that would do one of two things. That would creep people out or really, really not creep people out, which oh, God. we don't want either. Yeah, we one don't want them, either. Really. No, we don't want really. either one no, of them. I don't think so. Robot voice, please, Janine. <laughs> Three, two, one. Bye. Bye. Hey.